What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning into the Modern Macho today. I'm uh, your host, Juan Carlos. I'm here with uh, my boys Q and Santi. What's going on, guys? How we doing? What's up? We're, we're here for all of our gentlemen that are working on growth, on trying to be better men for themselves and for the people around them. Um, today, we're going to focus on, on our upbringings, discussing a little bit about our childhoods and uh, how they've shaped us and made us the, the good or bad dudes that we are today, right? <laughs> We're amazing. We're beautiful on the inside, <clears throat> especially you, Carlos. <laughs> so to start it off, I, I just want to I want to ask you guys, um, you know, how how, uh, how often do do you guys reflect on yourself, if if at all, and and uh, do you guys ever take the time to really look back at where it comes from? Um, I mean, I think, I think as far as uh, reflecting on yourself, um, I honestly feel for men, I think it's a day to day thing. I think every day we're, we're really, I think we're thinking about something that we're doing or that we did a couple minutes ago or yesterday, but we're not doing in depth breakdown of where it's coming from, how we got that thought process. For, For example, like today. Today, I felt like I had so many things to do, but I barely did one or two things off my list. And when my girl came home, I wasn't I wasn't in a bad mood, but I was just like in a, bleh, like, you know, like I felt like a piece of crap, you know, just because I had so much to do and, and I didn't even do everything. You know, I, the AC went out over here and, and so it just could put a damper on a lot of things. So, I mean, I think we think about it 90% of the time. You know, mm-hmm. a good, a good, a good amount of our day is, is thinking about how we're processing certain situations. Um, right. I just don't think we're actually doing in-depth, like deconstruction of like we're not being productive with it. Are. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I feel like. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm just different. I definitely think I, I've I've always been very reflective about who I. I mean, maybe not the most productive in reflection, but I do think about it. Like, and, and I say that, and I think I've part of it is the privilege I had. Like, I started going to see a therapist since I was like a sophomore in high school. You know, so I feel like ever right. since I was what like 14, no, 15 at the time. And so ever since then, I feel like seeing therapists has become such a regular thing for me that, you know, because they, they, they kind of force you, they put that mirror in front of you and you really have no choice, you know, for sure. Um, for sure. But regard, I mean, so I, I feel that of course, like, I mean, I think about a lot in, in my upbringing. Um, I'm sure you guys could think of a few in your upbringings, you know, but, and like, I think even last week we kind of hit it, like, you know, especially as I think about my dad, you know, um, and, kind of like our relationship how that's you know it's an interesting one you know and i know my dad has love for me i have a lot of love for my dad it was just father's day yesterday so um you know of course you know i've wanted to celebrate with him in in our own way but it's our own way you know like i feel like when it's mother's day there's a lot more externalized love oh yeah for sure you know like there's no you're absolutely right dude i think that i noticed that too yesterday i think that um you know, there's obviously that love, right? Like it's Father's Day. It's like, oh man, happy Father's Day, Dad, and happy Father's Day. But I feel like deeper into that, though, I feel like there's a whole nother there's a whole nother conversation that that we don't have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
which you know it, it, and why why do you, why do you guys think that is though why do you, why do you guys think well 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 to kind of touch on that dude is is um is is you're right santi i i feel like when it comes to mother day, mother's day it's so I'm not going to say it's blown out of proportion because moms and, and everyone deserves love. You know, everyone deserves like that respect regardless. Um, but I do feel like moms get that more of like the, the bells and the whistles and the flashy lights and, oh, hey, mom, we love you so much, all this other stuff. Whereas dads, it's oh, happy Father's Day. Hey, here's here's a nice tool to mow the lawn, you know, kind of situation. <clears throat> um but I've been noticing, dude, and and especially this year is as I as uh, yesterday, man, when I was going through like social media in, in the morning and whatnot, um, I would notice that that a couple men, dude, like on Facebook and stuff, they would complain. They would not like, oh my gosh, oh, no one's celebrating, but they'd just be like, okay, Mother's Day, they got this, but I only get this, you know. And it, I feel like right there, that's a hidden message, right there, is that. Is that we we want that love, you know? We we want to feel that 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 sort of uh, um, I don't know, uh, just admiration, the same as moms, you know. Um, so, but it, it's just crazy. Do, how, do, you think, how it, do you think part of it? Do you think part of it is is I could be wrong, but do you think part of the fact that maybe this this kind of macho toxic side of of hiding the emotion, right, and of not communicating it? I mean, you said people were saying this on Facebook, right? But right. That, that that's fairly new. I mean, I feel like that's fairly new to see things like that of guys really coming out and saying like, yo, we want to be validated. Yo, we want to be loved too. Do you think that part of part of it is not that we're not validated? It's not that we're not cared for? Do you think maybe our lack of communication maybe causes people to think we don't need it or we don't necessarily care for it? Yeah, that's actually I think, what I was thinking yeah. right now. Because, like, I mean, for example, and I can only speak for myself, you know what I mean? My family, I can't speak for everybody out there. But, like, right. you know, my dad, my dad's just not a very emotional character, you know? He's not, like, the way he expresses himself is in the weirdest, most implicit, like, it's almost like playing a game with him, you know? And uh, point being, like, I, I don't, I think at this point in the game, and I don't think he's, um, like, um, complaining and i've never i've never gotten that i think he's just very happy with how it is but let's say if he were let's say he he were to feel you know what i mean like oh you know why aren't i getting more like love through emotional like i love you dad hugging that type of sentimental stuff i mean at the end of the day it's it's how he communicated with us so we never really like kind of like you said like like you know did he keep a lot inside of himself that you know maybe we don't even know about you know so kind of like that lack of communication or communicating in the ways that he was communicated with you know and so right. like for example i mean my dad didn't have a dad you know so um i, I I've, I've always seen him as like trying to figure out how to be a dad and i think in some ways him being there is that's me being a dad i'm here i'm giving you food i'm giving you shelter and that's that's you know that's all that's pretty much it and I, you know i love him for it you know but yeah i don't know is yeah, that what yeah, you were yeah. asking no yeah that, that, <laughs> no it makes it makes sense i think that uh, we we go off of that we go off of that and you know what what's the part that trips me out the most is that 
we talk about self-reflection. We talk about these things that, that we pick up that I, I was actually doing uh, some reading on some research and about 80%, they said about 80% of, of the Latino community is raised with childhood traumas. And one of the biggest things that I personally feel is the issue with that is that the, a lot of these things are so normal for us that we don't even realize they're traumas. We don't even realize that some of this stuff and, and just on the surface, a perfect example, like growing up, we all, like my mom would always tell us, the light in the car, turn it off. Turn it off because, you know, we're going to get pulled over. We're going to get pulled over. <laughs> Dude, the cops are going to get you. The cops are going to get you. And, 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 you know, it's a perfect example to, to show you just how much those habits, how powerful the mind is that to this day, I've looked it up online and I have yet to find the law that says you will get arrested for having your light on in the vehicle. But mm-hmm. having to hear it constantly all the time that, to this day, having the light on, I'm like, mm, are you sure? You know, I question it. <laughs> like, I'm like, mm, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think I could get pulled over for this. <laughs> even, even another one, even another one that I remember growing up with. And this one does hold some truth, but not to the point where they exaggerated it. Like where I missed one day of school, my mom was like, the cops are going to come pick you up and take you to school. You know, like you, you're missing one day and, and you're, you're going to go to jail or you're, the cops are going to come grab you. And they're going to take you to the class where it's like, dude, like, like I said, there is some truth where, where missing school is, you can't get in trouble. Um, right. But to that extent, like to exaggerate it just for missing one day, it's like, well, like, well, like, I, I feel like, I feel like in uh, like a Latino family, it's just, it's very, I feel like, at least how I was raised, it was, we're raised with fear, you know? We're raised that that um, you, you should fear them more than you should love them, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, be mm-hmm. scared, in a sense. Because um, for the longest time, man, I was, I was, I mean, I don't think I really connected with my dad, like, completely to the point where, where him and I could, like, legitimately sit down and whatnot. I don't think it was until I, like, joined the Army, bro. I was 21 at that by that time you know yeah. living under the same roof like it, it got tough yeah and you know what i think i mean i think it's important to to be be a little careful about about generalizing it because i i do have buddies that that have even told me this i spoke to somebody who mentioned that he brought up a good point which was speaking about the modern macho right this is this is our version of of being better men and he brought up the fact that growing up his dad was was abused a lot and, and when he was growing up, he said his dad has never put a hand on him. And it was interesting for him to say that. And he brought, he said, well, what's to say, obviously not a podcast, but what's to say that my dad went through the same thing of trying to become a better version of what he had. And now we are doing the same thing with, with what we have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do, I do agree that, that again, a lot of these things, sometimes we don't realize shape us. Now, one thing I'll tell you is that growing up for me, my parents were always right. Like that's for sure. You know, my parents were always right. And I can't tell you how difficult maybe the last two years have been of really questioning my dad of really understanding, Hey, he's not perfect. Hey, like this dude's flawed. Hey, this guy has, you know, going through therapy and learning a lot about myself and seeing some of my toxic traits and where they came from, not in a way to blame my father, by no means. Like I, I, I 
I got so much love from my dad. I don't, I don't think like, oh, it's because of you that I'm like this. No, <laughs> but just being able to see where it all came from, dude, I think I was able to let go of so much weight. And I think I've probably had the first heart to heart with my dad maybe six months ago. You know, my, my dad, dude, I grew up, I grew up where it was the American dream. Everything was about money. My dad, my dad defined himself with the amount of money that he made. And the more money he had in his pocket, the better off we were. And that defined me, dude. To this day, I think that money consumed me so much to the point where if I had a wallet full, I was good. That meant that I was good. That meant that I was good. And until I took a second to really realize where I came from, you know, I, I literally sat my dad down and told him, like, hey, dude, my goal this year was to buy a house because I felt like that's what I needed to do to be happy and to make my dad, like, proud of me. That was the only way my dad was going to accept me is if I fucking had a house because literally one dad, I remember my team telling me, he's like, hey, <clears throat> he goes, if I, if I could be your age again, oh, man, I'd be in such a much better place. Dude, that shit hurt, man. That shit hurt. You know, and, you know, you, you laugh it off. You know, we laugh it off. We play it off like it's no big deal. But that hit. That hit because in my head it was like I was stuck between, are you, is this really about me or is this about you? Yeah. You know, like are, are they you, trying to live by curiosity? Exactly. As a parent, like I'm like, Dad, are you? You know, in my head I'm thinking, are you, are you trying to live a better life through me, or or are you just trying to do your job as a father to fucking take care of me? And dude, that hit me, man. And and I told him, I said, look, dude, I. My goal is, is to buy, not to buy a house, but to build a better relationship with you, you know? And it was hard. It's hard even now to challenge my dad sometimes, but, but I think I it's and, a little bit of both, a huge boundary. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I think it's a little bit of both is they're, 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 they're almost trying to live vicariously through you, but then they're also trying to make sure that you're not following the same mistakes that they have made. Because I've felt that a lot, and, and that's, that's always kind of been one of the biggest arguments with, uh, with like, my dad or my parents and, and myself is that, is that they would always say that, is don't make the same mistakes we made. We're just saying this because we don't want you to follow the same path that we took, you know, things like that. So I think, I think when they're telling us these things, I think, I think they, they're, they're, they mean good. I think their delivery is just where it's off, and and that might be off how they were raised, how their parents delivered their statements to them. Because my dad, um, he grew up in a pretty strict household. Um, from what I've been told, it was really strict. Um, uh, a lot of physical discipline, like borderline, you know, kind of situations, uh, and so. I think that's just kind of where it just stems from. And then you get our generation. We're coming in. We're, we're what's up? So, sorry. I didn't mean to get you off, dude. But before I forget, like, again, you say borderline, borderline abuse. And the truth is, dude, it's fucking abuse. It's, yeah. I mean, I mean, for us, for us, it's like, no, no, it's discipline. It's cool. It's normal. I'm not necessarily downplaying it or even praising it. I'm not glorifying it. I'm just saying that. We need to be real about it and understand, like, hey, that's that's abuse. You know, it, right. maybe there was no black eyes. Maybe there was no sitting in the corner tying someone up, you know, like something extreme. But 
although to us it seems normal, the truth is, dude, it's fucking abuse, bro. Right. And, and, and you're, I mean, for, for me, I feel like that, that situation, especially physical discipline, dude, is I, I, I just, I don't know how to take that route. And, and here's, here's where it's tricky with me is because for example, my, my stepdaughter, um, I would never lay a hand on her ever. Um, but I've come to realize that with her, it's, uh, physical discipline isn't like you, you have to talk to her, you know, and even when you talk to her, you, I can't, I, I don't, I try not to yell at her because she immediately just locks up and just like freezes. And it's like, uh, like she doesn't know what to do, what to say. Whereas with my son, I, I could tell that he's already being stubborn. So it's like, okay. So like, where, where is that line where it's okay to spank them in the butt if they're not listening or just keep telling them, stop, 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 stop until they learn, you know? Um, and yeah. I think that's just we're, with us not being perfect is that we're going to run into situations like that where, where we say stop for the fifth, sixth time. And we're going to be like, all right, dude, come here, come here real quick. Cause you're, you're, you're not learning when we're talking to you, when we're trying to explain it to you um, with words, you know, but I do agree. I, I don't think physical discipline is or should ever be the very first uh, answer to disciplining. I think, especially like for example, me growing up, I didn't I didn't take for physical discipline. Like when my dad spanked me, or or when we get into like physical altercations, if anything, I would just I wouldn't say resent, but I just I would kind of just lose that that kind of love, you know. For, for my yeah. dad, I'd be like, dude, right. like, what the heck? Instead, instead of just coming up to me and be like, hey, dude, like, you did this, and then just just, just having to talk to me or talk with me, you know? Um, right. So it, it's tricky, bro. Were you, <laughs> were, you, were, you hit, were you hit when you were younger, son? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he like, flinched when I said it. Did you see that? Right? I'm sorry. You had to look around. <laughs> it's not like he, he didn't kick my ass all the time or anything but i do remember a few times he would like the belt like he never hit me with anything other than the belt but that was like that you know um but i mean yeah like what's, I th- what's, your I think, ta- what's your take on it i mean what have and again nothing's yeah. right nothing's wrong where, where do you, yeah, yeah, where of you course. stand on it what no yeah i mean I, I mean in terms of abuse we could talk all day about it <laughs> uh, right. but more in terms of not like what i think what like my perspective of like uh like of my dad really so my dad just to kind of give a background like and i mentioned this earlier he grew up with no dad you know his um my grandpa from that side he was just kind of a little bit around he was in and out of my dad's life really and so um my dad um in the past year i would say the past year um we've been talking a lot more like when i i noticed when i ask him about his past he starts talking and he just starts going whether it's like an emotional connection to me, I don't know. I it, like I literally am looking at him, and he's just reminiscing. He goes back, you know. And I feel like my dad, he's just a very simple person. I think he had a really tumultuous childhood in the sense that he never even lived with my mom. I mean, my mom, his mom either, my grandma, because she sent him away to go to school, like far away, like since he was like in elementary or middle school. And he lived, he he pretty much lived on this campus 
until he was an adult. And then once he was an adult, he was pretty much just kind of on his own. He had a, of course, a, a good relationship with my grandma, but you know, it was a lot of independence that was expected from my dad, you know? And, um, right. and I think because he, you know, just kind of did everything on, on his own. I think, you know, now that he's a father and he looks to, I, I think for him, he's just like, I'll give you the little that I have, but I think he sees everything kind of like your dad too, like a business, like, you know, and he yeah, would always talk to me about businesses, 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 business, that it wasn't obviously my thing. And if it she wasn't business, yeah, if it wasn't business, then it was work. Like, you know, because he would take me to work since I was a young kid. And so, yeah, like, I, I mean, it, it's kind of weird uh, in that sense to think about, like, I mean, you know, the emotion, like, I think we, we, it's there. I love my father and I think he loves me, but like to externalize that to each other. Like if I were to tell him like out of nowhere, Hey dad, like, I love you. I think he, he would like it. Okay, cool. Like, huh? Like, you know, um, he look at you kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I say that like if, if it were randomly brought up, you know what I mean? Like when I leave, I'll tell him I love you, whatever. But like, right. like, or if I were to really show appreciation for him, I think, he, he, there's just this, and you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he would love it, and you know, who knows? But what would that as mean? Far, to you? Would it, what would that mean to you? Like to to be able to do that? Like would it, would it, would you really care for it? Honestly, uh, of course, dude. Because I mean, I'm sure we've all been there where we think about it. Like, or we're expected to outlive our parents, and then our for children sure. are, will outlive us. You know, and so I think about that all the time. Like all the things I haven't told my father. You know. Um, all the things I would love to tell, uh, all the, like, even the way I view my father, you know what I mean? Like he didn't give me a perfect upbringing, you know, by no means, by no means was he the perfect father, but he was a damn good one. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, I don't know. I, 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 I think about it often. I think as we're getting older, of course. Um, but well, I, I honestly, I, mean, I honestly real, don't even know how to answer that real, real quick to, to kind of, um, I, I just want to touch on this real quick. Um, it should be short and sweet for, for you, Carlos. Um, uh, uh -oh. because your dad is now a grandpa and you said that your 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 I feel like our dads were kind of raised some of the business mindset you provide and you do this and you, you do all these things. So growing up, um, before my dad became a grandpa, um, my dad was very like cold when it came to emotions and feelings. And he, he was, it's funny. I'll joke with my sisters is that my dad's uh, emotions, he's either happy or he's mad. And we always felt like 80% of the time he was mad, he was you know, mad. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was hard for us to really be, be like, Oh, Hey dad, blah, blah. blah. But what I, what I'm asking is when your son or uh, your, your sister has kids, right? Uh, two? Yeah. Um, one. So one. one? Uh, so when you're, when you had your kid, your sister had hers, um, did anything change? Did you notice that anything changed within your dad's attitude? If, if anything like that, because I definitely want the question reversed back to me so I can, tell you what I noticed when my dad finally became a grandpa, but did you see anything like that happen with your dad once he became one? Oh yeah. I mean, he definitely got a lot softer, dude. I mean, he definitely got a lot softer. Um, 
think he started to appreciate things more. I mean, it, to a certain extent, it brought us closer. See, mine was mine was a little rough too because I didn't have the best relationship with my dad when I had my son. So, my dad is extremely judgmental, dude. I mean, to the max, dude. Um, <clears throat> my dad is the guy that has some fucking bad to say about everybody. And <laughs> dude, I seriously, I was extremely sheltered growing up. I didn't go, I didn't really go out. The only times I'd go out was usually with the bad influence that I would usually just play FIFA and drink <clears throat> Santi. Um, and, <laughs> and, and one of the things about my dad was that believe it or not, I never realized how much I was listening to that, you know, while he, while he never really directly told, you know, he would always have his like, Oh, I hyped my son up. Like, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. Little like things like that. But I don't think he ever realized how much I listened to all the judging that he did to all the shit talking that he did. And dude, that shit scarred me. I remember my dad always saying like, no, like, look at these guys, you know, they're 18, 19 years old. Dumbasses having kids and and and, and you know I just real quick I want to reiterate like my dad I love my dad and there's a lot of great things about my dad and the only reason why we're talking about these things because I think these are the things that these are the elephants in the room that we don't discuss you know mm-hmm. um so but yeah dude my dad was always just like oh these fucking kids they don't even have a job and they're already having kids they're already doing this blah blah, blah. and of course for me dude like my dad's my idol. You know, my dad used to play soccer professionally. My dad's loved by everyone and anyone at the soccer fields. Um, so to me, it was like, my dad's perfect. What my dad does, I'll do. Like, I want to be a reflection of who he is. So I would get on it, dude. I would hop on that train and just be like, yeah, those guys are idiots. Those guys are idiots. Yeah. You know, I was not, I was 20 years old. I was working for the city. I got into the union. You know, I was still doing my thing. I had just bought a house. So... My ego was huge, dude. I mean, I was literally on top of the fucking world at that age. And it was my dad was just constantly, constantly just judging. And the reason I bring that up is because, so my son's mom, I didn't know her for long before I found out that she was pregnant. And dude, when that happened, it was like, this ain't supposed to happen to me. And (laughs) yeah. I knew, I knew deep inside, like, I'm good. I, I, you know, I'm not a victim. I got to handle my shit now. I knew that. The hardest part of that whole thing was, was having to tell my dad, dude. Um, this was the one person that, that judged everyone and anyone. And now I had to show up on that doorstep and tell him. Hey, you know those kids you've been talking about that, you know, fuck up, that are low lives? Your son's one of them. And that consumed me, dude. That that took over for me for the longest. Because as much as I wanted to love my son, as much as I wanted to even love my son's mom, as much as I wanted to do what's best for me, I couldn't. I couldn't because I couldn't help but think every single day about the fact that it was like, you ain't shit now, dude. You ain't shit. And it took a minute. It took a minute. My dad wouldn't come around like ever, ever, dude. Like, I don't think really my dad met, met Julian. I mean, he met him, but I don't think my dad ever really hung out with him. And there was always one excuse over another. And I resented my dad a lot for that because the whole first year I told you my mom's deported. So 
my mom got deported and it's like my frustration was always like man my mom would love to be here i know my mom is like she's aching to be able to be here you know with with my son and to be a grandma and to just spoil the crap out of this kid and yet my dad's 30 minutes away and this guy's a no call no show on a daily basis and i resented him a lot for it and kind of going back to what Santi was saying, where they have their ways. And one of the things that therapy really helped me understand was that underneath all of that, they have their stories too, you know? And, and just like we try to play the tough role, dude, they're at a thousand percent more. And it right. wasn't until I started opening up more about myself that I think my dad started seeing things in a different light. Like my dad, his dad was an alcoholic. And to this day, my dad says he doesn't have a father. His, his, my, my uncle, his, his, his uncle raised him. So he says to this day, I don't have a dad. I don't have a dad. Like he, he denies it. Um, but he was an alcoholic and he used to beat the crap out of my grandma. And so the first time I brought a beer to the house, dude, like, oh man, my dad, it was hard. It was hard because my dad was like, no, 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 no. And I now was at at a point where like, I had to understand too, that unfortunately sometimes even family is toxic. And a lot of those things that we see growing up, we have to be able to pinpoint them not in a way to judge anyone but but in order to grow and to really understand again where it all comes from and so i kind of would tell myself like no dude i'm not an alcoholic i'm not an alcoholic i know my dad feels this way but these are his battles and these are the boundaries that he needs to push himself on and so i challenged myself dude i would literally come home sometimes and do some photography and i would have two beers and call it a night and i think over time my dad started to see too like that 12 pack lasted a month, dude. You know, I don't, I don't go and just drink on a Monday night till I'm fucking t- acting like an idiot out on the street. And without knowing, I don't think we realize that even as sons, dude, we're fucking role models to our parents. Yeah. I could tell you that even with my kid right now, I look at him and I'm like, I don't think this guy realizes how much I need him sometimes. He has such an innocent mind on some of the things that he does that I'm like, dude, he has no idea how much he can be a role model to me. And so, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think now I see who he is. I see how open he is about things that all the bitterness that I had towards him, that dude, my dad's opened up to me now where he's told me like, dude, yeah. it just bothers me that this, it bothers me that that, bothers me that, that I was like, oh shit, I've resented you for the last two years, not knowing that you're hurting just as much as me. Cause I thought you were tough. I thought you didn't have feelings. Yeah. No, and, and I mean, oh, it, go ahead. Keep oh, sorry, no, go for it. No, you're good. You're good. Oh uh, no, I, I was just say it. Um, I mean, I, I just, I wanted to bring that up because, hey, man, thanks for sharing that, dude. That's 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 deep, dude. I. Um, so, shoot, I. By the time I had a kid, though, my my parents have be, had gotten three grandbabies. So I was, I was, um. I was behind, you know, according to yeah. the whole with my sisters. And the funny thing, real quick, is is growing up, everyone pointed at me saying, "Hey, you're gonna be the first one to have a kid. You're gonna." Everyone thought that I was gonna have a kid in high school. Everyone thought that I was gonna be the that that Mexican stereotype, having a kid super young. And I always told myself, "No, no, no." And for something almost similar, dude, I was scared. I was super scared to have a kid young because I knew my ass was gonna get reamed mentally you know by especially by my dad yeah. um because yeah. 
my my dad i've always grew up seeing my dad that he's one of those his mentality was always respect few fear none you know um and my dad he's he's known as as a brawler he's known as the one in his family that will get down if he has to get down that um he holds nothing back he's going to speak his mind he's going to tell it how how it is and he's going to hurt your feelings whether you like it or not, you know, he's, he's, he's known as like the asshole of the family. So I didn't want to have a kid for the longest time, like, and especially at a young age, you know? Um, but, uh, when my sister, my little sister got pregnant, she's the one that followed the, the Mexican stereotype, I guess we want to call it that, you know, like it's, she got pregnant early. I think she got pregnant at 17. She had the kid right before her 18th birthday. Um, but, rewind that when my sister got pregnant um i remember my mom knew and they were gonna tell my dad this was a saturday morning actually dude i remember clear day so i'm downstairs eating breakfast i'm having cereal and my sister and my mom are upstairs and they're about to tell my dad so i'm eating my breakfast doing my thing and i i kind of hear the little mumbling words and then all i hear is my dad you gotta be effing kidding me just yelling, dude, and I can hear doors slamming upstairs and whatnot. I'm like, oh, dude, here we go. My God, he's pissed. He's, like, super pissed now. So he comes down the stairs, bro, and he was so mad, dude. He was so mad at my sister getting pregnant at a young age that he knew he couldn't take it out on her. So he took it out on me, dude, and he literally came up to the table while I'm eating, bro, and smacked the shit out of me. Oh, Just fuck. smacked me across the face because – I, I don't know if it if he was mad because can't put, he can't put his hands on her. I that and maybe I, I maybe because I knew and, and I was aware that that happened. I, I don't know, dude. But I, I remember like he hit me and I was like, like he hit me and, and walked out of the house and he took off for the day. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> it's like I'm eating right. cereal, bro. Like, <laughs> what the hell? So anywho, I mean, fast forward. My, my niece came about, and, dude, I growing up, I only saw my dad um, emotional, like, cry maybe two, three times my entire life. I was 20 going on, like, 21 when my niece got here. So only seeing my dad cry or be emotional or show feelings three, four times throughout my entire life, that's, that's small, you know? But when my, nie- when my niece got here, dude, like, just something, like, flipped right away with my dad, and he just... He became this like this this I want I don't want to say a soft guy but he just he was just so much more open about his feelings you know and that's when I was like okay now he's more open about his feelings and that's when my dad and I we started having more heart to heart conversations and and just started kind of getting closer and whatnot dude it wasn't till last year um I I'm not gonna say it was our first heart to heart because we we've had previous ones but the one last year kind of hit harder because i had my son and so i remember they came out to california to visit and i was leaving i, I had to go back i had to meet up with emily or something so i grabbed liam was all oh, we're taking off all blind so i say bye to everyone and my dad he's, he's walking he's walking me out front and i'm giving him a hug dude and, and i guess usually we do a quick little hug um right there i gave him a hug dude he's like he embraced me dude and he's embracing me and and he starts kissing me like he starts giving me kisses in the cheek and stuff and he's like te amo cabron te amo you know like that tough love fuck yeah 
Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, I love you too, Pops. I love you too. And then he like, he kind of backs me away and, and I'm holding Liam and he's holding me. He's like, he's like, listen, fucker. He's like, everything you do now is for this guy. It's like everything you do, whatever you're doing in your life now is for this guy. And if you're not going to fucking do it right, I'm going to make sure you fucking do it right. And dude, that shit hit me because I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like it's giving me goosebumps just talking about it. Because it hit me because I was like, it's serious now, you know, like it's, it's legit. Like it's, and just like you touched on, dude, sometimes we need our kids more than they need us, you know? And I think my dad seeing me becoming a dad now, he's like, holy crap, dude. Like, like now, not only do I need like you, but, but you have my grandson and not just that, but I'm, I'm, I'm passing on my dad's name with him, you know, because I have two sisters. So that name was gone if I didn't have a son. So I think with him, it just hit him even harder because it's like that's 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 my bloodline getting passed down now, you know. So yeah, I I just wanted to touch on that real quick. I we probably went a little longer than than, than expected, but no man, you're good, um, man. Thanks for sharing. But it's just it's just it's crazy though. It's crazy how how we grow up and we see our dads in this kind of light. And then Santi, man, you're you're gonna get there one day. Um, or not. And, no but this that's the thing though is it's not i mean in in our case it's about our sons but honestly dude we like as as sons looking at our dads i mean i think that that i think one of the hardest things and i think it's so important is to be able to critique our fathers honestly dude like to be able to look at our dads and to be like okay you know clearly my dad has a shit ton of pride Clearly, my dad has no patience, and the second that he feels he's frustrated about something, he's got to be angry. He's got to throw a blow. He's got to spank. He's got to, you know, and I know that's not every father. I'm speaking for myself. That's what I had to look at. I had to look at my dad. My dad my dad didn't really hit us. Like, my mom was the one that used to hit us. And so because of that, though, I always kind of, like, felt more on my dad where I was like, oh, my dad's a fun one, the fun one. Dude, my dad doesn't need to hit. He'll manipulate the shit out of you, dude. You know, that's, that's the kind of person that my dad is. And again, I had to really look at that and and see how I was doing it, how I was being a very controlling person, an overly jealous person and where I was getting it from when I realized and it's like, that's a huge elephant in the room because those are our idols. That's our fucking dad, dude, to have to look at him and give him a hug and still be like, Hey, he's human. And that boy has some flaws. Right. Yeah, no. And I do, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. You were going to, you were going to say something earlier, Santi. I forgot. Ah, <laughs> oh, chingas. That's all good. No, but I mean, but I do know, like, there was things that you were bringing up in terms of, you know, like, so, like, honestly, like I said, dude, my relationship with my, my dad has always just been, like, um, how would I put it, dude? Like, literally, it, like, if it wasn't him taking me to work, then, I mean, or even because me and my dad, we're in, a, we're in a group together. We play music together. But, he, like, which is great and all, you know, but sometimes it's just, like, literally that's, like, we okay, we're going to practice for an hour. We practice, and then, okay, bye, I'll see you later. He goes off into a room, and, you know, like, we never really, t- or in the rare occasion that he's on a good one. Like, if he's, like, a little drunk, and, like, <laughs> and if I catch him, then he'll start talking. And then, and then like, that, that's when, like, more glimmers of compliments come out. Because kind of like I think you were saying earlier, Carlos, like, it's a lot of critiquing. It's a lot of this and that, you know? And, um, and it's funny because I mean, even like me playing guitar, you know, that's something that I definitely inherited from my father. And I've told him this before, but he 
didn't necessarily teach it to me. You know what I mean? Because it really, like, it was strongly influenced by him. But when it came to learning, like, I didn't want to learn fucking the grupero music that he was playing. He wanted me to play, like, Los Freddy's and stuff. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to, like, play some Blink-182 or something, you know? (laughs) He doesn't know anything about that. Right, right. (laughs) And so, like, and even even now, like, obviously, you know, we, we play together. And I remember when we first started, bro, it was nothing but... Uh, like uh, let's say like if i didn't play it exactly like it is in the recording of you know whatever interpretation that we're doing he'll be like oh you missed this note or you missed it or not not the times i, I did good or the times that like, i got it right. correct or it was always like oh no you missed this note you, or let, let's say i wanted to improvise and throw something in myself He's like hey, what are you doing like that's not how it goes you know <laughs> and um but it, and it wasn't until maybe like i think maybe a few years ago um yeah, of course he was, you know, drinking the, the good juice good and um, the good stuff, <laughs> and then out of nowhere, dude. And this is, I swear to you, the first time I ever heard something like this come from my father. And then this is just in regards to my plane, like you know what I mean. We were not, we like, I've never heard anything in terms of like me as a per, like a person, just as a musician, you know, just as like my right, right. technically his coworker, and like he was like. Yeah, he was telling, I forgot who he was talking to. He was talking to someone, but he was just pretty much praising me. He's like, you should listen to him play the things he, and I'm like, what? Like, all of a sudden, I'm good. <laughs> this whole time, how, did that, how did that feel, though? How, how, did that, how did it feel? I was, was kind of pissed off, to be honest. I was really? a little pissed off. Because it's like, why is it now you want to tell me, but when we're playing together, you never tell me nothing? Like, Did it feel like he was like he was doing it for himself, telling other people and not you? I don't know. And you know, and th- that's something else where the whole bragging. I feel like my pa- both of my parents in their own ways had a, since I was a little kid. I had this way of talking about their kids in a very braggy way. I couldn't stand it, dude. I hated it. And so the thing is, I think he was talking to like my sister, or my mom. It's not like he was talking to like some rando, you know? And so yeah. I don't think I took it that he was being like bragging about me. I really think he was trying to compliment me, you know? Cause I think he was talking to Claudia or Myra, you know, my sisters, you know? So it's not like, you know, they kind of don't really care. Um, right. And yeah, but it just made me mad. Cause it's like, you know, this whole time I feel like I've had this almost like, um, because I, I'm a very anxious person, like, and when it comes to my music and performing, dude, I get fucking nervous, bro. Really? Like, any little mistake I make, it lingers in my mind because it's like, like, you know, and so, like, now that he's saying all this stuff, it's like, so you made me anxious for no reason? Like, you know, you made me right, insecure right. about my playing for no reason. Like, like in, in his eyes, it's like he's trying to motivate me. But in my eyes, it's like, you're just beating me down to not want to play. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, but anywho, I, I feel like that's why it's so difficult for me. Like not difficult, like emotionally difficult, just kind of difficult to really sometimes get a pinpoint on him. Cause it's all compartmentalized into certain aspects of who I am, not who I am as a whole, at least for not sure. yet. You know, um, I think maybe the closest thing I ever got to a one-on-one where he talked to me more in a holistic manner was like a month ago. And I mean, it, oh no, sorry. Uh, it was a few months. It was before the whole pandemic actually hit. And uh, it was for my son's birthday in December. 
I know, dude. This needs to pass already. <laughs> and he, he pretty, like, it was super, like, nothing bad, but it wasn't like, wow. I mean, it made me understand him more because he was just talking about, like, no, nothing feels better in the life, in this life than being able to work for something and at the end of the day, having food and having shelter. And so, and that's how he's been. He's just, if I'm able to cover my basics, I'm good. He'll leave the rest up to us type of thing, up to his children, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, it's just, it's kind of weird, you know, because like all, all the experiences I, that I have with my dad that are, at least I can really remember are, are all work-based, you know what I mean? Or when I cried right. and he would get pissed off right. at me, you know? But right. like, I, I mean, you know, yeah, like even like the sex talk. I'm not sure we could all even talk about. Dude, I was just about to say that shit. I mean? I, like, dude, I never got it. I never bro, got it. Yeah, yeah like got it. I got it. I I, I kind of got it. There was a lot. My of, dad like, got it the day I told him that I was having a kid. <laughs> there you go. I, got, I, got, I think I got mine kind of like Santi. So like my my dad, I was literally eating dinner. I think, and my dad, he just he sat at the table and he's like, "Oye, mijo." Uh, so I was driving down the street the other day, and I saw some girls, and they bent down, and I saw a thong hanging out. Just be careful. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Cool, Dad, thanks. <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good time, I guess. yeah, I mean, it works because I, I don't have a kid. <laughs> There you go. No, I, never, I mean, well, it's definitely worked it. with me. <laughs> I just got, I did get, I did get caught watching porn one time. And I just, oh, I just denied. I just denied. My dad is like, he didn't even like. He he saw it on the computer. He's like, hey, actually, it was my, my mom because my mom was in the computer all the time, like doing her schoolwork. Because so she's like, hey, your mom told me she found like some websites on there. And I was like, oh, no, dude, I got, I, I got no, caught off of a, a a DVD. I had a nice. Yeah, you're bougie, dog. Oh, my sister wanted to watch a movie. And she's like, hey, like, where's a portable DVD player? And I was at home at the time. I was with my cousins. And I was like, oh, I don't know. She's like, I'm going to check your room. And I was like, nah, don't, don't, don't. Like, it's cool. Like, I'll, I'll find it. She's like, well, I want to watch a movie. I see, you know, she finds a DVD player and she finds, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like some Hustlers DVD. Actors yeah. Night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure it was like the barely legal one. So the, oh, of course. The of course. And oh, so, Jesus. And so, dude, I got this guy's terrible. talk. I got the porn talk right before we're going to church for my cousin's first communion yes nice. yes cool. perfect time dude perfect cool. before i forget i do i do want to touch up real quick on something that santi brought up that I, that is actually and thank you for sharing that dude i think um this is now speaking about what we're doing right this platform that we're creating this movement that we're doing um you said it perfectly dude um because while, while your dad, like you said, he probably was doing what was best for him, you, you know, you as a son, you, you, you just said it. You know, hey, it, I was pissed because I didn't, like this whole time I've had anxiety about all these things, but my dad thought he was doing the right thing. And that's where, that's where we come in now, dude, where I think communication is so fucking important. Why we need to embrace our feelings. Because a lot of the times while we're doing the best that we can, the fact that we don't express ourselves, the fact that we don't communicate, we don't realize as sons, as fathers, honestly, even as men, as homies, right? Because I, I'm sure there's somebody listening out there that probably, you know, unfortunately doesn't have his father around anymore. 
you know, or just doesn't have a relationship with him at all. And the truth is that you don't need to have, you don't need to just have the father to be able to do this. Like men should be raising men, man. Like we are creating yeah. a community for all of us to surround each other where we can all push each other. Right. And to be able to communicate these things and understand, Hey, you think you're doing the right thing, but what really needs to happen is this, you know, and your dad, not knowing any better, dude, he could have saved you from so much anxiety. And like you said, mm -hmm. we can't go mm -hmm. back to all that. It's all shaped us to the men that we are today, you know, but that's just as important. What we were talking about earlier with, with abuse. I don't, I don't lay a hand on my son anymore. Because I don't see the point in it. Because I saw what it did to me. Because while, well, yes, yes, when I was throwing that tantrum in the fucking Olive Garden and my mom smacked me across the face, I did shut up. I did. Yeah. So my mom got what she wanted. But guess what? Then I had to live with years and years and years of anxiety. Anxiety that I didn't even know what it was until I was like 17 years old, dude. You know, I had no, well, it's literally, I'm in my car. It's like a hundred degrees, dude. And I'm shaking. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, uh, I think I'm cold. And it's like, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. It doesn't make any sense. But while, while for that moment you get what you want in the long run, there's no teaching in that. And I think that not even just as parents, dude, but even in your case, as a, as a son, mm -hmm. we start to see that sometimes that it's like, dude, in those moments, it might've pushed you, but it's like, fuck what? Like, let me ask you this. Was that the cost. only way? You know? yeah. Was that the only way? And that's the part that is hard for us to understand because, because we've been doing it for so long, because it's the way that we've been wired, because it's part of our ego and our pride, and we're stubborn. And you know what we're fucking terrible at doing? We're terrible at listening. Yeah. And that's what it requires a lot of doing. It requires a lot of us shutting up and listening. Listen to your dad. Listening to our sons listening to our partners our friends you know and i don't even think it's nope. listening though bro that's what that's what they tell us it is but really it's just uh -huh. conforming like which does nothing for us in the long it just teaches us like in that moment this is what they want so i'll conform to it that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you believe in it or that doesn't necessarily you know kind of like you said you know there, i think there's other ramifications but it made uh, me what, think what? oh uh-huh so I have a question afraid. for I guess, you. I guess, I, guess what I, I guess what I meant was more like for, for listening to each other, you know, because here's oh, the thing, see. dude, like in terms of us having to make ourselves vulnerable, we, we have to also listen, right? In this case, mm -hmm. I, I hear it already. You hesitate to open up. You have that trait a little bit of your father where it's like, you e feelings and talking and stuff is kind of weird for you. But a part of that, a part of us having difficulty doing that, dude, is also knowing that we don't know if our dads are going to listen or not. And mm -hmm. that's what I mean by right. not, you know, like knowing that we have that comfort. And I think that that's where we can start to change things. It's like we have to be able to give that comfort of like, yo, we are listening. We're not here to attack. We're not here to tell you where you're wrong. But we have to start listening. Yeah. And I was going to ask, like on that same token, like, like, have y'all ever talked to your parents or specifically your fathers about like any sort of like um, issues as it, as it, as it, in regards to like, I guess, mental health, like anxiety or depression or anything like that. Did y'all ever like, or what were your feelings so towards I've, that? I've, I've no, I've never. So 
Yeah, I I never even not, not even my dad, dude. And I think that's just because I I always I always figured kind of what my dad's answer would be to that is is all, oh, dude, like rub dirt on it, like come on, like don't don't be so don't be a pussy. situation. Like exactly, like like for for example, dude. Um, so me deploying, me coming back, uh, me having PTSD. Um, I don't know if I've told San or I, I. I'm pretty sure I told Carlos this before, but Santi, I've, I've I've been into a behavioral ward three times, dude. I mean, like I I was I was a 5150 in the ER once. Like I've seen a shit ton of therapists. I've taken so many medications for it, but I've never talked to my family about it, and I've never talked to my parents about my PTSD or anything that that has to do with that because. I always feel like it was always like, oh, well, like, just get over it. Like, come on, like, you're, you're, you know, just stop thinking about it. So, like, things like that, you know, where to them, that's that's how they might handle it. But it's like, well, it's not something I, I don't try to think about these things. I don't try to sit here and think back on what my experiences were. Like, it, it just pops up, you know? Um, right. So I've never reached out to them in that sense and talked about mental health, but because I feel like for my own mental health, that's a situation. That's a topic that I'm okay with not talking to them about it because I know they're, they're not going to have the right answer for me. Um, and surprisingly this right here is where I can get the right answers for like what's going on, you know? Um, so that's just my part. I don't know about Carlos. And we're, we're, you know, we're we're happy to be here, and and I'm proud of you for that because part of that is having to understand again the toxic trait of families, and that as much as sometimes we want them to be there, we have to understand like, hey, sometimes it's not the most ideal, and it sucks, man, because it's family. But again, going back to the things we can control, I think that's where we create those environments ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, back to your question, dude. Um, no, recently now my family knows that I go to therapy. I mean, I'm I, I can say confidently now that I go to therapy, and it's funny because every time I talk about it, everyone always says like, "Oh, what's wrong?" And I'm like, "Nothing." I mean, I mean, yeah, stuff is wrong, but just day to day stuff. I mean, I'm not, yeah. you know, I, I was suicidal. I was, you know, I had moments where I literally, if it wasn't for my kid, I just didn't see a reason to live anymore. I didn't have a purpose. I didn't, I didn't feel the need for it, you know. Um, but I don't, I don't need to be in, and I don't think I need to be in a shitty place necessarily to go to therapy. It's healthy. It's like, to me, it's like reading a book. There's never a wrong time to read a book. There's never a wrong time to just, you know, self-reflect and grow. Um, but, but yes, I think that the biggest part of it, dude, was just that those things don't exist in our world. Those things don't exist. Depression. Dep and, and, you know, I don't know, man. I think part of it also comes from the fact that our parents, our dads specifically, maybe just didn't know those resources were there and didn't have that platform created for them. And I think part of their bitterness is what there's such denial for it, you know? And and I'll leave you guys with this. I think that one of the biggest things that, that needs to change with it is that we have such such a stigma about mental health that we think that for us to embrace those feelings, we're going to become pussies we're going to become a bunch of bitches. And the truth is that I don't know if you guys see it differently, but I'll tell you, man, I feel like more of a man than I ever have being able to embrace oh, it. Yeah. You know, I think that it gets jumped into, Oh man, this generation's soft. Oh, this generation's this, Oh, this generation's that. And, and, 
at the end of the day, we're handling it in a very different way, but we're getting it done. We're getting it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it, it just doesn't exist for them, you know? And right. I think you're right. right. I think part of it is, like, maybe a little bit of bitterness, but, I mean, I, th- I think about this a lot. I think about this a lot because, I mean, I think we, I mean, um, I mean, I've definitely suffered from panic attacks. I don't know if you all have, but I mean, so you know how it feels, right? It feels freaking real. It feels like you're about to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, when I've had my, uh, my recent one, cause I mean, I didn't start having panic attacks until like, I think three years ago now. And so they're, they're fairly new. I've always been an anxious kid. I never really talked to my dad about it. My, like even through all my years in therapy, my dad never once asked, how did it go? You know, it was always that conversation. It was always with my mom, you know? And so, yeah. um, but when all this went down with, uh, when I had my first one, I actually called my parents to tell them goodbye. Like that's how clueless I was. I mean, I hadn't yeah. heard about panic attacks, but I thought it was like in the movies, like <laughs> you breathe into a bag or some crap. I don't know, you know, but <laughs> right, I did, right. I, the things I felt were like different than what I thought panic attack what actually was. So when I called them, I, I think it really freaked them out because he was like, what the hell is going on? And when I, thing when I told him, and I think I said this last time, um, when I told him, bro, he did not, he didn't want to believe that I had a panic attack. Like he insisted, go back to the doctors, like make sure they check you. Cause that's really weird. And I would tell him like, no dad, like they did test this. And I, he, and like, dude, he would ask me every time I would go over, like after I had that episode, you know, hey, are you okay? Like, are you? Have you heard anything, dude? He for a good six months, bro. You know, he he was a non-believer. But I think about like, um, like our parents. You know, I never once have ever heard my dad. You know, since you know, it's been three years. We've kind of talked about it more about how I'm feeling, but never once has he ever said, "Oh yeah, I felt that way," or "Oh yeah, like I felt this type of like." And um, and it's not because I don't think he has. It's because it. I think it, they just locked that motherfucker up into yeah, like pride. some place that yeah. I don't even know if it's pride. I I mean it could be. Maybe that could be a layer of pride. But I think it's a lot of layers. One of them, maybe even a safety thing, because they don't have the same resources we have. They they didn't have the same resources that we have right. now. You know what I mean? Like even even the talk about it in society is so different than it was back in the seventies, sixties. You know when my dad grew up, and so. But I I still think about it. Like how is it that people now are all of a sudden experiencing panic attacks and they weren't before? Like it, it's just a question. No, yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. the answer I, for it. No, but it's just you know a what, trick, dude, You know, it's true, man. And and you know, I'll be honest. I think that there's two sides to it. I think that th- that. You start giving people options, and I think they, they find something for everything. I'm being real. Like, I think that people can try to justify every little thing. But from my personal experience, dude, and I think you can agree, is that I actually feel like I'm better. You know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't sit here and go, oh, I have this. Ma-. And, dude, trust me, I've had my fucking lows where I get it. I'm not downplaying it. I know it's very serious. And for anybody listening out there that needs to reach out, please do. Yeah. Please do. Yes. Um, yes. But when, when I was in that, it just, the fact that I was able to say, oh, shit, I'm not alone, that to me wasn't like, oh, cool, I don't want to do anything. With my That to me was like, 
Oh, dude, it was such a so breath of fresh air to be like, oh, God, I'm not fucking crazy dope. Like, there's more people that go through this, and it actually, it, it helps us. And, and I think that that's, that's what we're hoping to do here. Because I think that, I, while I do think it's fucking crazy, and I think that it's almost like pretty badass that they handled it the way they did, that I'm like, dude, they were strong to do it. But... And it is what it is, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know up to what point it matters anymore. But, like, I do think, like, do you think your dad could have been a better father had had he had those resources? You know, like, like had he, let's say, not be strong enough to bottle it up, but had the resource that said, hey, like, let go of this shit, dude. Let go of this weight that you've been holding on for the last 40, 50, 60 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, like like who knows the potential that they could have had and you know we'll never know but yeah. the way i see it is like we have them there let's take advantage of them mm-hmm. yeah no yeah most definitely well, i agree oh man yeah. the trip, though, i think man. well we'll leave it there um you know i actually i i kind of i wanted to i thought about this early and i wrote it down and i just wanted to touch with you guys because it, at the end of the day it's hard for us to be vulnerable it's hard for us to open up and it's so new to us that it makes it even harder. And a lot of us, again, it's, it's quick to think that, that showing signs of vulnerability is, is a sign of weakness, right? So um, I wrote this down earlier. I just want to share with you guys. Understand that people will take advantage of your vulnerability. Own those moments. Create your boundaries and remember that everybody is a reflection of themselves. Don't let being vulnerable make you feel weak. Do it confidently and always stay true to yourself. So let's be real. It's going to happen. Right? It's going to happen. We'll make ourselves yeah. vulnerable at some point, and someone's going to look at us and try to put us down. But you know what, dude? Do it confidently, man. Your circle's yep. probably going to get smaller, but the right crew, they'll stick around. And the modern macho sure. will be there. The most hey, like definitely. they say, man, those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. Don't matter. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. I love it. Well, gentlemen, you guys have a great night. I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, if uh, any guys want to reach out again at the modern macho on Instagram, shoot us a message, tell us what you thought. Um, DM us, check out those posts. Uh, the modern macho one at gmail.com for any emails, any, uh, opportunities for donations, for charity, for community events, any ideas, everything and anything, please throw them out this, uh, throw them at us. Um, I've, uh, we've reached out to some people about our first episode that showed us some love. So thank you for that. Thank you for the insight, for the pointers, for the, the new ideas. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk yes, to you guys sir. next week. All right. Thanks Peace. guys. Have a good night. Gentlemen. Good night. Ay, Caribe, tierra de mi gente hermosa, Mora, macho, y soy.